It's been too long. It's been too long. It's oh, it sure has. <laughs> um, when is the last time that we had a fine pilsner beer on the show? On the show? Because we had the champagne of beers when we were hungover. Yeah, like several weeks ago. But, yeah. I mean, I did have a couple of these yesterday, but no day is a bad day for a Miller Lite. Okay. You know, it's like, it's our it's our beer. I completely forgot yeah. about our bit. What the fuck was our bit going to be? Oh, I, th- I thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I got it. Um, you, it was your idea. You do it, Julie. Um, on the road you can. <laughs> Just can't wait to get on the road you can. Life I love is collecting piggies with my friends. But not fat ones. And I can't wait to get on the road. You can. You can. You can the you can. can thing was totally Allison. Yeah, I added you can. It's yeah. true. Um, we we thought long enough. You're allowed to laugh. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, man. We have a guest and she's a little bit nervous, as she should be, because this is like a big deal. This it's a, a really deal. big deal. She's got her own headphones and everything. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> they cackle and suspiciously. I don't know why that's not. No, that's exactly what it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, that was our bit. <laughs> this, Such as it was. You know, it happened. It was. And this is Amelia Bazell. Hi. Yay. Uh, Amelia has the helpful distinction of being a person who has not yet seen the second season of Outlander. Whoa. In fact, hasn't finished the first season. Um, Amelia, without going into detail for anybody who's listening mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. how far are you in season one? I'm like midway through season 1.2. Okay. Um, I've seen some dicks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I have a feeling there will be more of them. Mm-hmm. There will be more dicks. Is that literal ex- and metaphorical? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that expansive? Yes. That's good enough. That's great. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so your <laughs> perspective. Many dicks are. <laughs> yeah. Literal and metaphorical. So you've got the the interesting um, sort of point of view of knowing some of what's going to happen next, but not all, which I think is going to come in handy mm-hmm. because uh, even Janine knows what happens in season two. You know. Yeah. Well, because I've been through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like he didn't watch it, but he listened eyes. to us jabber on through about it. Through our like, eyes, Ew. the light, the heat. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, she's already on the fake progression. This is going to go great. Um, so uh, yeah, we're really excited to talk today about episode one point five. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season one, episode five. Yeah, mm-hmm. rent. Um, and I'm not sure how we're going to pay. How we're going to pay? Oh. How we're going to pay? It starts. Oh, God. Last year's rent, this year's rent. Rent, 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 rent. Rent, rent. Because everything's rent. Everything is rent. 525,600 minutes. That's all I know, though. Literally. 525,000 bags of some grain. Yay! Oh! Nailed it! That was a yes and. That was a a really solid yes and. That's what we like to call it in the biz. That's a a yes and in the biz. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? So when last we saw Claire and her Mary and her seven dwarves, I don't know. (laughs) They're hairy as dwarves. Her seven hairy Scotsmen. Yes. Her seven Scots, seven Scots for seven, seven for, no, I got nothing, guys. I got nothing. It's been a really long day. It's been a day. Um, so, uh, Dougal comes in and he's like, hey, I'm taking you with me. Um, and Julie, you asked a question in the last episode, which was, oh no, I guess it was when we were watching it. I, time knows, I, I obey no master, including time. Mm-hmm. I, all days are one day to me. Um, but yesterday when Julie and I were watching these episodes, she uh, said, why the hell did they bring her again? And I think in 
the gathering episode, Dougal says it's because it would be handy to have a healer on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, it's because he specifically takes her to meet the garrison commander. Oh, wow. That's different. Um, yeah. Whoa. So mm-hmm. that's not, there's no Jeremy Foster. We'll get to him in all mm-hmm. of his apple-cheeked goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking her and doesn't know it's Jonathan Randall. He's taking her to meet somebody from the garrison so that they can figure out if that's the best way to get her back to her people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just reread and like skimmed, honestly, that section of the book before we started. Um, because at the end of this episode, you know, they have those lovely little bonus features where you get to see all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ron, Ronald Moore was talking about how the garrison commander um, is a very small section of the book, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is... The rent, to a certain extent, it collapses a lot of it into one, but at yeah. the same time, it's there. It's like a montage. It's a book montage. It is a book montage. It's and very montage. It's, yes. it's like I just kept waiting for Hall Notes to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that happens in this episode right away from the very beginning that I was most excited about, Ned Gowan. Ned, I love him so much. He's great. Is the actor's name is Bill Patterson, and he's one of those British that guy guys, and he's just really, really great. And I told Allison that he was kind of like my Scottish Monsieur Raymond, which Amelia will not know who the hell that is. But in season two, there's a really great character actor that plays this part that is just great. And so Ned Gowan, this episode is already starting out with a bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. his cool coat. Yeah, he's cool quoting ponytail. Si- he's yep. his t- tiny little gray ponytail. His little school marm glasses, and he's quoting John Donne. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's great? Ned Gowan. Yes, I meant John Donne. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> and Claire's got that excellent coat on. It's a real oh, that win. collar. I know, mm-hmm. right? Living for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. So uh, there, she, Claire is as one does when one is in the throes of um, homesickness and like. Um, Sexual frustration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one stares out at a Scottish lake and recites John Donne to oneself. And mm-hmm. if one is lucky, a little cool lawyer comes up and joins one. Mm-hmm. And while one does that, one's companions get into a giant dick fight. Like a grab them. ass. So it's like these two people quoting this beautiful sonnet and then grab ass in the background. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Willie hasn't fucked his sister yet or something. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> But it's the best juxtaposition, just like watching this like tranquil moment happen. These two civilized folks Mm -hmm. while the hooligans behind them get up to some chicanery. Yep. Some some hijinks. It gives me the impression that like the rent can be paid on a V card. (laughs) Like it's his first rent. He hasn't had late. Like, is that is that what you do? Do you go on the rent? And that's like the equivalent of your dad, like uh, buying Um, you a hooker? Like (laughs) Mr. McKenzie, I have no fat pig to give you, but I'm willing to offer up my maiden head to this young fella here. <laughs> Would that work? Probably. Come on. These are pretty loose, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're very flexible terms. Um, as long as you had at least one pig and a couple of shillings, mm-hmm. you were fine. Yeah. At least one pig, although Ned does not want any fatties no no chumps here (laughs) ned said no fatties and then of course we get some fatties yeah straight from the book that's straight from the book but Um, he's ned is not well mm. ned is um coughing and kind of sickly sounding and claire with the healer's heart that she possesses says 
I think I've got something for you. Do you have a pipe? And he's like, you're going to make me smoke to make me breathe better. You're weird. But then she gives him, what is it? Jimson weed? Yeah. Thorn apple, something Thorn like. apple, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Jimson weed. And it like releases, it's, he's having an asthma attack essentially. And of course, back then they didn't know what asthma was. He said it was something in the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lungs of fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's asthma, dude. Yeah. And so she gives him this stuff and he's like, wow. And then you kind of see Ned, because he's really smart, look at Claire and be a little bit like, hmm. Hmm. How would you? Okay. So this whole episode is kind of about Ned and how he starts to piece together that maybe Claire is something else than she appears. Uh, we viewed this scene very differently. Mm-hmm. I What I wrote down is, oh man, she got Ned so high. <laughs> uh, because he takes the pipe. She's like, do you have a pipe? And I was like, oh yeah, can you pass it this way when you're done? <laughs> um, and... Then I just expected them to go into a castle so they could take the butt. <laughs> take the butt. <laughs> she got it in there. She got it in there. I always do, man. Um, but seriously, like, the relief was so palpable. I was like, dude, he is stoned. <laughs> um, because he just all of a sudden was like, ah. Oh, and then he went gone. in search of some, some oldsy-timesy Doritos or something. <laughs> you know? Like, he just was ready. He was ready for a snack. This episode also has a lot of voiceover in it. And she's always saying the same thing, which is, I have to get back to Craig Nadoon. And I'm like, no shit, Claire. You don't have to keep telling us that. But that happens like 10 times in this episode. Well, I mean, you got to do something over the many, many, many travel montages. Yeah. Although the Scotland porn can speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I think my, yeah, go ahead. I think my favorite voiceover is, and as I looked at the moors, I couldn't help but wonder. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Sure. Yeah, like, am I on the moors or moors are the moors on me? me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. God. Yeah. Wait. Okay. It's Claire, a Miranda, a Samantha. God, that's an excellent question. Charlotte. I mean, is she a Carrie? She's got the curly hair. No, she's got she's the not proclivity for drink. She's not a Carrie. I think out of all four of them, the closest is probably Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. With that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. none of the, but none of the like. Oh, I guess she is kind of uptight. She's sometimes she is. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I since I sipped a Cosmo with the ladies of Manhattan. Uh, does Does Miranda have a proclivity to drink while time traveling? Mm, um, she does TiVo. <laughs> What is what is TiVo but time travel? That's true. really you know that's good. That's really good. Um, okay, cool. Okay. So in one of these travel montages, one of my favorite things, and it was just like a little book nerd moment, is they're like riding their horses down the highway, <laughs> down the Dan Ryan, and um, and they're all singing a song, and Claire's just listening along, and there's this shot of Sam Huon, and he's just he looks happy, and he's just sort of singing only to me I was like oh he's obviously mouthing the words yes and I don't know if it's because Sam Huon can't sing or if Sam Huon knows Jamie can't sing that's right because it's one of the few things on the list that Jamie is not good at what else is he not good at Julie well obviously he's not good at singing yeah um he's not good at not looking good Anytime. Yeah. He's he's really <laughs> bad at looking more gross when covered in blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also um he's a weak seaman. <laughs> I don't even know why I wait for it. I should just 
I should just get that one out of the way first. it's when it's number three. <laughs> come on, come on. You're, You're in right. the You're biz. Right. I had to get to three, and I did. Um, what else is he? He's not really, we haven't found anything else yet that he's truly bad at. He's, at least at this point yeah, in the show. There are more things he's bad at in the books than in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only because the list of things he's good at is so much longer and they yeah. have to show something. They have so. to show, they have to make him real. Yeah. I mean, more real, less of a rock hewn fantasy. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> anyway, to me, it looked like he was obviously mouthing the words, which made me giggle. Um, but it was just a little thing. In and one of Claire the- is with all these guys that are speaking a lot of Gaelic when they are around her and she's feeling very excluded. And when Allison and I were watching it, I turned to Allison. And I was like, it's like a nail salon in there. <laughs> Cause she, they're talking about her. She can tell they're talking about her. She has no idea what they're saying. So that's a big theme in the episode is that she's surrounded by people who are speaking another language and really trying to keep her at arm's length. All that sexy Klingon, <laughs> sexy Klingon. It is actually sexy. sexy Klingon. Klingon. Um, and when they're not talking about her in Gaelic, they are telling incredibly dirty jokes mm-hmm. that all involve the word pups, <laughs> <laughs> which is Scottish for boobies. You boobies, can. You can. Um, okay, I used to think that Dugs was my least favorite term for boobies. <laughs> Dugs is I awful. Think, I've never I, heard Dugs. Uh-huh. Like, do, yeah. do, 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 <laughs> Not that Doug. <laughs> <laughs> That's every net. <laughs> Not that Doug. Okay. But yeah, I think I hate pups more. Pups is bad. Where pups is, is pretty where bad. Where does Doug come from? I feel like Doug, I f- it's one of those like, oh, I must be doing the like Thomas Hardy unit in some English class like a while ago. Oh. A while ago when the language was rougher. And so Doug's <laughs> could have been an erotic word in the rest of a sentence. I'm going to have to. In fact, why don't you look up the use of yeah, Doug's for boobs? Etymology and, Online, one of my favorite websites. D-U-G or D-O? D-U-G. No, not D-O-U-G. <laughs> well, let's look at it up. <laughs> nope. I am too old for Doug. Boom, boom. I don't know enough about Doug. Well, that is your loss. Yeah, your loss. I was it's about your five years too old. It's your loss and Patty Mayonnaise's gain. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, uh, it's apparently a Germanic word. Uh, oh. and it's a noun. The mama or the of the mama or it literally says mama, 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 M A N N A, or the nipple of a female mammal. Doug. That's way more specific than I thought. That was the whole nipple. <laughs> Not yeah. just boob, nipple. Yeah. Wow. Doug. So. Is it because you have to dig in there? They like, <laughs> oh, like God. when you're a mammal, you got to dig past your siblings to get to a Doug? Oh, know. here's a great one. Second, second definition of Doug. Uh, a human breast, especially when old and withered. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. So it's after... He, he's been dug out. He sucks the poops dry. Yeah, they're dug out. They're dug out. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so sad. So if someone ever, like, motorboats me when I'm old, I would be like, get in the dugout. <laughs> get in the yeah. dugout. You just get right in the dugout. Have, have a seat in the dugout. <laughs> so, really, this episode is just a lot of them on the road, and we do get to see a lot of Jamie. And he's wearing an amazing vest. And I had a question. Yeah. Is Jamie Fraser or Outlander or specifically Terry Dressback the reason why vests are making such a comeback? Or was it, what's his name in that movie with the cool soundtrack? Come on. You're going to have to be more He's from The Office. He's a big movie star now. Chris. Chris Pratt. Pratt. 
And I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, and, but and he wears and, a vest. And that was Parks, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Oh, shit. See, I don't even know. I got, I, but I got there. You were there. Yeah. So he wore a lot of vests. there's nobody from The Office who went on to be a big movie star except for uh, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. He's not a big movie star. He's married <laughs> to a big right. movie star. <laughs> So he's married to he's he's married to Emily Blunt, isn't he? I think so. John Krasinski. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Krasinski is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But so I've noticed in magazines, because my husband is a Ford fashion thinker, uh, that vests are like everywhere now. And is it part of the kind of like hipsterification of trying to kind of look oldie timesy? Or is it because Sam Hewen looks so fucking good in a vest that all of a sudden... I they... think that maybe it's brawny paper towels. <laughs> we're just all... We've now reached an age where we're making more of an effort to keep our homes clean. Mm -hmm. And so brawny is having a comeback. It's all a right. brawny resurgence. Brawny. All right. Like, if the, if the brawny paper towel guy looks that good, surely you can too. No, you can't. No, you can't. Don't try. But do clean up your fucking mess. Yes, always wash your counters. All right. <laughs> and we're talking to like 95% women. Their counters are spotless. Anyway, um, so as they're going around, as the title would suggest, because everything is rent, they are collecting rents for the Laird. Mm -hmm. And uh, on their first stop, there's a big long line and people are showing up with goats and bags of grain. And a little bit of money, but not a lot of money. The occasional fat pig. Ned is pissed. Ned is that chauvinist. Ned hates fatties. And Claire's like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> and she just wanders away. Angus like or does. Rupert or Ruangus or whatever we call them. They were probably drunk somewhere and didn't see her go. Yeah. And she... See some ladies. And they're like hanging out around a picnic table, just like John is shooting the shit. Yeah, walking wool lady. I have no idea what she'd be called in the in the IMDB, so I don't even know how to tell you to look walking her up. It's she like the woman number one. She probably has some sort She of had name. a name because Claire asked her, but I didn't write it down and I'm I'm sorry I did. Shirley Morell, uh elderly woman. No. no. <laughs> Whatever. She was great. Bomber. She has a little scene where she explains to Claire what they're doing. And essentially, they are taking enormous. Idol, you see. Yeah, you're idle. You want to come help We're us out? Walking wood. And it's like this big sheet of wool, and they are pouring this liquid on it. And Claire's like, "Whoa, that smells." She's like, "Is that?" And the woman's like, "Hot, Hot piss." piss. <laughs> <laughs> my like the look Hot on her piss. face is so gentle. Like Hot, Hot piss. Hot piss. piss. Yes. Claire. Yes, clear. Piss clear. Yeah. Uh, so they all yeah. they all get down in the in the frothy yellow stuff, and mm -hmm. they are just pushing it into the liquid into the wool, and then wringing it out yeah. as they're slapping the table. And they got a song. <laughs> that's from Pocahontas. I don't know why that's from Pop Tonight. <laughs> I knew it by note too. You know what's you know what's funny is I intended to go hey. Yeah, hey, yeah, and what came out was Pocahontas. <laughs> what came out was steady as the beating drum. Um, so they're just elbow deep in piss, working this wool because it helps the die set fester or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they take a break and they go into the little kind of shed next door and <laughs> they, they go into their yurt, <laughs> their yurt, and they are um, drinking some quite strong a alcohol, uh, just a little tapple. And they give it to Claire, and she's like, "Whoa." 
And then a baby cries and she finds out that the woman can't feed her baby and they had to give their goat to the laird as part of their rent. And Claire is drunk and mad. And then she got drunk real fast. That must have been maybe she got roofied. And then they were like, well, breaks over. Let's replenish the pot. And the woman like shoves the pot at Claire, like fill it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you think the tepals for? Yeah. So piss in this so we can go work some more wool. And as Claire is hitching up her 50 pounds of skirt to squat over this pot. Does she say bombs away or does she only say bottoms up? I think she just says bottoms up. Geronimo. Yes. There we go. are like, what the, who the fuck is Geronimo? This bitch. <laughs> uh, so she starts to try to piss, and just when she's about to squeeze it out, Angus comes. Oh, I think it's midstream. Even it. Oh, it's midstream. midstream. Oh, that midstream. shit that is true all cruelty. down her leg. Yeah. Oh. There's no issue. It's not like, zoop. Like that, that didn't happen. No, no she, she got ended pissed up with on. some west, wet, wet skirts. Ugh, but the dye will last forever. Oh yeah, that's really great. <laughs> that's really great. So Angus is mad, and he manhandles her and gets her out of there, and she is pissed both, both. because she's drunk and because she was interrupted while pissing. God, excellent word choice, Julie. Thank you. <laughs> and then she starts getting really righteous about this family that can't feed their kid, and so she just decides it's time to take matters into my own piss-soaked hands. <laughs> And she walks over to their wagon where they've got all the like animals that they've been collecting for rent and starts trying to untie a goat. Guess how that goes over? Not well. No. It goes over like a like a urine soaked skirt, uh, astride a horse. <laughs> Ew. So is it Angus that starts it with her? Is it Rupert that starts it with her? Who gets over there and is like really up in her grill about it? Oh, it's Angus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, is that when he calls her a whore? No, he calls her a whore by the fire. Yeah, they're yeah. okay. That, that's coming when she gets, when she gets her, the rabbit on the plate. That hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, right? No, we are, that already happened. The rabbit on the plate happened? I missed mm-hmm. the rabbit on the plate? Mm-hmm. The like carcass of the rabbit. Oh no, because yeah. it's after they steal the chickens that she gets up in his grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. She gets her rabbit on the plate. We also skipped my very favorite cameo in the entire episode, the deer from the opening credits. Oh, that's right. He's so famous now, (laughs) I wanted to ask him for his autograph. He's so famous. But he scampered off. Yeah, he's too big. True story. I was once bit by a deer in Canada. (laughs) What? What'd you do? How does that happen? I was a child. I went to, I'm sorry, Amelia. (laughs) I just startled her. I went to, uh, I don't know. So I grew up in Michigan. There's, um... It's close to Canada, and, and for some <laughs> parts of Michigan, I can see Canada from my backyard. Yo, you can't. There are places where you can definitely see Canada from your backyard. <laughs> um, there are some parts of Michigan where there's perhaps not much to do. There are also some parts of Canada where there are perhaps not much to do. And sometimes your grandparents take you from the part of Michigan where there's not much to do to the part of Canada where there's not much to do because that is something to do. <laughs> and then you end up in Canada at a deer park. Okay. Where there are deer and they're all cute and pretty and they're in little fences and it's like a zoo but for deer and they have a big thing to run around and feed in and it was tranquil. And when I grew up, I was convinced that I was like two clicks away from being a Disney princess. So mm-hmm. I was just convinced that all animals loved me. <laughs> and, and I stuck my little fingers through the little fence and a deer walked up and I was like, oh, he's smelling my face. Bit my finger. Aww. <laughs> he just bit my finger. Anyway, I bet it's that fucker. Yeah. It's that guy. <laughs> Can I have your autograph? I won't hunt you, but I am going to maybe, maybe kick you right in the nads. <laughs> he's too big. He's too famous. He's he too doesn't big. have time for you. He uses, he uses a false name at hotels. <laughs> he goes as Buck Rogers. Nailed it! Oh, <laughs> Lord. I'm the best. Anyway. All right, Bambi. Um, so poor, and then poor Ned wants to burn it all down, and Claire's got her pee hands, and where were we? 
the where where I can't remember who yells at her for trying to take the goat. Is it's, it Gilf? It is Angus, and, and so, then Gilf gets involved. Yes, and then they're both yelling at her, mm-hmm. and then this British voice. Somebody who looks like Christian Bale from Newsies. Totally. I thought he looked like William from Downton Abbey for a quick yes! second. Yes! Yeah, That's yeah. a much better comparison. Mm-hmm. He definitely looks like William from Downton Abbey. I'm so excited that he was alive. Sorry, sorry spoiler for Downton Abbey. <laughs> no, okay. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure anybody who watches Outlander has already given Downton Abbey a go and mm-hmm. either found that the costume porn is enough to keep watching or that it is not. <laughs> <laughs> I made it all the way through because I'm a completist, but Julie quit after. I quit that. after season one. I started trying to watch season two after the car wreck and I was like, you know what? There's not enough Maggie Smith in the world. You, the only thing that you missed out on was that was the Carson and Mrs. Hughes. Hughes. Mrs. Hughes. They got married. Getting I knew hitched. that. I knew that. Yeah. Well, well, and anytime Mrs. Padmore is in a scene. Yeah, I, like Miss, I liked all the actors. I just it's, Mary makes some more questionable sexual decisions. This, no question. The story just got to be too. It was just. It was too soap opera mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It just got to. A Edith point. eventually gets to be like. Why don't you shove it up your ass? That was Sweet. very satisfying. That's good. Yeah. So. So on the side. Anyway. Side to Downton Abbey. Now, so what? So she she's getting yelled at. The British dude who looks like William from Downton Abbey shows up. Yes. And we don't know it right away because he's dressed in a leather apron. So it looks like maybe he's just a blacksmith or something. Yeah. He was maybe fixing a shoe on his horse. And he's like, are you all right, madam? And you can tell he's British right away. And you're like, what the fuck is that Sassanac doing here? And so Claire has to like be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he turns around and guess what he's got? One of those coats. Those coats. <laughs> he's oh, a red Amelia, coat. That is a quote from season two. And I cannot wait for you to see that episode. <laughs> so Ooh, he's a so red good. coat, but he is outnumbered, obviously, because they're in this town. So he finally is like, all right, fine. Leaves her alone. She stays. He's obviously fuming. He's mad because these guys are totally yelling Hit at her This face. little apple cheek cherub. He's got he's got a real burn in his britches. So, I'm like, okay. so like, how ahead. sad is it that like, you know, in this show, if you hear anything faintly woke from a man, you know, it's a trap. Yeah. yeah. It's not even that he was doing that much. You're just being like, hey, are these guys bothering you? You cool? You need this? It's like, nope, nope, bad run, bad clear. Run into the yelling, run into the yelling, lean into the yelling. Lean yes. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So world. she stays, he goes. That night, they're in the town where they've been collecting rent. And we know that they've gotten everything that these townspeople can give two shillings and a pig, you know, whatever. And then they. Ned's ready to burn it all down. That's how many pigs they got. That, it was too many pigs. Ned mm-hmm. was going to set the shit on fire. Mm-hmm. So they end up in this pub, and then everybody's having a good time until Rupert closes the door. And then Gilf starts basically sermonizing in Gaelic, and Claire's like, what the hell is going on? And he's all fire and brimstone. Mm. And then he reaches a fever pitch and reaches over and rips off Jamie's shirt to expose his whip scarred back and his cornish game hand <laughs> of a back everybody in the pub is like oh god a cornish game hen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like horrified what an impractical meal <laughs> and then out comes this bag and all the people who didn't have anything left to give somehow find it in their hearts to give them more money and claire's like what is this and Jamie is obviously humiliated and furious. Doesn't and like just it. like very prettily sitting there being very angry. Uh, Claire does not say, "Hey, do you want to hit this? I think it would make you feel better." So instead, he hits tree. Nailed it. <laughs> so, 
So his shirt's on the ground. It's all ripped up. All these people leave. Claire's trying to figure out what's going on. Murta's also not having it. He doesn't like it. Gilf picks up the shirt and throws it at Claire like Claire's going to mend it because she's a woman. <laughs> and Claire's like, what the fuck? And Jamie, it's like, it's like that moment in Steel Magnolias where Julia Roberts is like, don't talk about me like a blonde here. He gets real upset and he just grabs a shirt and he's like, I'll mend my own shirt. And I'm like, Jamie... You don't need a shirt. <laughs> I mean, you're cool without it. It's like they show there. We get all these gratuitous shots of his back. And I just think like, can't we at least see his dugs? Can't we see his <laughs> dug pups? Can't we see a little give something me, on the Just front? give me one pup. One just pup and a dug. <laughs> like I'll accept a, a dug only and then a full pup. And that'll make up for the for the back. Excellent makeup job, but we don't need that. What is it with these siblings and people ripping off their shirts also? Like Jamie oh, yeah. and Jenny. Like Jenny got her shirt ripped off. Ripping off their shirts all the time. Something yeah. about those right stuff. They gotta give up their bodies. Is it that animal magnetism? Something. Yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. hadn't thought about that. Because we see we definitely see Jenny's pups. Oh yeah. yeah. Immediately. Pups and dugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. <laughs> So the next day, Janine is like, not having it, guys. <laughs> Pups and dugs, baby. These are great. No, it's all good. I'm having it. Come on. It's good. <laughs> so the next day, Claire has changed her outfit, and she's wearing this amazing purple wool collar. That yes. And something happens where she says, like, Dougal can read your, your mind, or he, can, he says, I can read your mind. And I thought to myself, Claire... If he can read your mind, can he see all the dirty things you want to do to him? Because even if you hate him, I'd be like a class grudge fuck right there. Yeah. Oh, just saying. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, fuck that guy. I would grind his corn. <laughs> that gets used several times in the episode. Yeah. It's the, the next way. one. But yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a regular uh, Donald Trump. Ugh. What with the with the chaotic speechifying? Mm-hmm. Except for I would never fuck Donald Trump. No way. Yeah, my lady boner just went off to the winds. Now. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, All right, lady well, boner let's, gone. Let's, let's go back to Jamie. Gilf. Yeah, yeah. Gilf and Jamie. Oh, it's back. Okay. There's a lot of like squaring off. Oh, right, like, kiss, kiss, right kiss. Now, they're like, fight, fight. My back is my own concern, and they're yelling about the use of the back and whether or not that's fair, and blah 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 blah. And we're all thinking, like, kiss, just kiss, just kiss, just kiss each other. God damn it. Just like one of you drop something and then you just like bump into each other. Go full broke back. Full broke back. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> they don't. And instead, Claire tiptoes on out. And mm-hmm. they have a nice chat while he's punching a tree. They go back on the road. We see the most beautiful land in the world, Scotland. Lots of porn. We see the streams, the heather, the rocks, the moss, all that shit. It's so beautiful. And then what do we come upon? Some assholes burning some shit down. And it's not Ned because of a pig. And somewhere in here, though, it's that we're skipping when both Jamie and Ned sort of talk to Claire about how she shouldn't judge things that she doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like or first, is that after the watch thing before they see the guys on the crosses? <clears throat> yeah, you're right. That mm-hmm. one of them is. But the other one, because she talks to Ned about Penny for the Laird, oh, yeah, because she pound for your own pocket. Yeah, she busts it out to him that she thinks they're stealing. And you can see in Ned's face that he's like. Yes, that's absolutely what we're doing. Yes, you're right. That is correct. You are correct, madam. You think I'm stupid, but right. it is you who is stupid. <laughs> um, and yeah. then and then Scotland porn and then the watch. So the watch. Ned knows that Claire knows that something is up. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So they see the watch. And so the watcher actually like 
paid gangsters, I guess, that are paid to protect you from the Redcoats. But I guess if you don't pay up, they burn your house down, which is what they are doing to this poor well, Scottish family. Well, in this family. case, they were burning the house down because they Traitor, told right. tales to the Redcoats. Mm-hmm. And Claire, once again, is incensed because she's like, that's a rumor. How can you prove that? They are destroying this family's life. And the watch is not only setting fire to their house, but they're stealing like all their chickens all their stuff and this family like the dad can't do anything because he's alone and he's surrounded by all these guys and it's just really upsetting but Gilf decides to ride over there and you're like he's gonna take care of it no he just takes two chickens (laughs) and is like let's call it a day and turns around and comes back and Claire is like what the fuck so now she truly believes that they're nothing but gangsters and that is when Jamie says don't judge things that you don't understand which Mm -hmm. is when I realize that I really shouldn't have an opinion on gravity's rainbow (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a book it's a book it's a book book that's like really known for being incredibly obtuse and like deep and I read it yeah I read it I'm glad I have it I read it. Neil read it. I've never tried. Gravity's Rainbow. It took me yeah. two tries. Thomas Pynchon. To Aaron, you know I, what? I'm just, I'm just curious. Okay. If it's somebody a, picks that for our Drunk Book Club podcast. Say no. Yeah, say no. Like, nah. <laughs> no. No. How about The Giver? You want to do The Giver? <laughs> do The Giver. So they cut to the fire later. And what do you know? They're having roasted chicken for dinner. Oh, this is nice. And Angus brings a whole chicken. <laughs> On a plate over to Claire, and she's like, I don't have any appetite. Ooh. And I'm like, Bitch, that is a roasted chicken. I do eat stolen food. I eat with thieves. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and yeah. it's like, Oh, and Angus is really mad, and he pulls out his knife and he gets really threatening. And then that's when he calls her a whore. An English whore. And that's when Jamie is like, Hey, if she doesn't want that more for us, you can. Like, saving her ass. Fine. She stomps away. She flounces out. And is there a chat there? Does Jamie come and chat with her after that yeah. one? And is that the one was like, hey, chill out. Don't judge things you don't understand. Right. Again. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a theme. It is a theme. It's what we in the business call a theme. A motif. <laughs> I, I, motif. Mo- I, a light motif, even no, it's Ooh. not. It's not it's fancy. Not. It's not. I just wanted to sound smarter than I am. Like Claire. And then we go to the next town, and this next town is in bad shape. The red coats have just raided it, so they have nothing. And you can tell that the people are all really hurting and there's they don't have anything for rent and ned's like shaking his head and gilf is like figuring it out there's nothing here so he gets one of the guys from the town to tell him what happened and the redcoats had been there and they took everything so gilf straight up turns around goes back to their amazing rent cart (laughs) starts grabbing grain and oh you can't ride in my little rent wagon the axle's broken and the wheels are Oh my god! Like I told you, I warned them beforehand that I was on my pun game today. Rent jokes. But I also feel like if we're going to have a rent joke about getting food out of the out of the wagon, it'd be so. That's five miso soup, four seaweeds, three soy burger, dinner, two food, food dog platter, and one pasta with meatless balls. It tastes the same. <laughs> if you close wow. your eyes and thirteen orders of fries, is that it here? Why did beer? Oh my God! Crafty beers made in local breweries. I read some copyright laws, uh, and for music, apparently, it's like thirty seconds. Is oh, so we're so fine! Yes! <laughs> Yay! Yay! But to, uh, like in total, we might get beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more, no more. I'll just I'll just quote it without 
No, saying, don't let me be a da- Debbie Downer. Come on. Womp, yes. womp. Too late. <laughs> so they Peter Pan the town and they give everybody food. And Claire all of a sudden is like, oh, so he's not a incredibly horrible person. But then that night they pull the same old show in the pub. Where Dougal starts like screaming and try, he's about to rip off Jamie's shirt. This time Jamie's like, I can take off my own shirt. Would you please stop making me sew this thing back yeah, up? I have sewn this shirt ten I am times. left-handed, bitch. <laughs> this sucks. Come on. So, but this time, Claire's heard this speech enough where she started to pick up a couple of things. Because Claire's smart. And she recognizes the name Stuart. And so she begins to realize that they are not doing it for themselves, but it's a political revolt. They are supporting the Stuart King. So these are the Jacobites that will be part of the rebellion. So she figures it out. She's like, oh, they're not trying to just take the money for themselves. They're actually trying to fund this rebellion that I know, because I'm from the fucking future, (laughs) doesn't work. And so she gets really conflicted about how she can try to convey that without saying, hey, I'm from the future. She tries it with Ned Gowan and it doesn't go over well. It does not go well. Mm -mm. Uh, He gets this look on his face where he's like, well, that's your opinion. The best ever Twitter comeback in history. That's That's your your opinion. opinion. And I would pit our fighting hearts against their cannons every day. Claire's like, but, but you get that like cannons are stronger than hearts, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you get that one cannon is like, like can kill like know, twenty like, dudes. Do you, okay, um, I'm from the future. Never mind. Uh, never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, she also, while they're staying in this pub for one night, for whatever reason, they decide maybe she, maybe Claire snores. I bet she snores. They decide to give her her own room, so she's got her own room at the inn. And all of a sudden she hears this like scritchy, scratchy noise outside. And I think, yeah, totally. And I think she's pretty sure. It's very scary. Yes. (laughs) I think she's pretty sure that Angus is there to like force feed her a chicken. To to give her a drumstick. (laughs) Oh. Thanks. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Janine. Um, So uh, she picks up a candlestick. She's ready. She's ready. She to turns kick it upside down. Ass. She's gonna brain somebody. She opens the door and immediately trips over the most beautiful pair of man pups. <laughs> <laughs> because there's Jamie sleeping outside her door because he's afraid that some of the guys in the pub from this town were uh, maybe gonna come up and mess with her. And she's like them being all riled up at the English and so on. Right. And and she's English. So what better way to stick it to the man than to stick it to a bitch? You know what I'm saying? So, oh, burn it all down. Yes, burn it to the ground. So she like is flustered for a second and she's like, oh, but you can't, you can't sleep out here. Come into my room. And he's like, what? But your reputation. And she's like, I don't know if you know me, (laughs) but I don't A, have a reputation that's very good here and B, I don't give a shit. So sleep on the floor. It's fine. Uh, Here's a blanket. And then she goes into a room and is like, God damn, he's hot. (laughs) Just don't mind the sounds that will be coming from the bedroom while you're laying there. I'm just killing a mouse. I'm just killing a mouse. It's just me pleasuring myself while I think about you laying outside my door. That's all it is. And she basically spends the rest of the episode thinking like, how do I say, uh, so don't burn me, but uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> pro- oh, you know what? We skipped right over when it got, got all Game of Thronesy. Oh, With the, the tea. Um, yeah, they oh, did. Yes. While they were on the road, they the saw these two guys scarecrows. on scarecrows. Yeah, they saw these guys on crosses that had been put up on crosses with the letter T carved into their chest. Um, so it was made to look as if Highlanders had done it and they were traitors, but really, like every Gilf and everybody was like, no, the Redcoats did this. So it was pretty shitty. They cut them down off the cross and then gave them a burial. So that happened right before we got to this town. So then uh, Claire is trying to figure out again how to be like, so you know how you guys believe in fairies? Well, fairies aren't real, but once upon a time I, t- I touched a dick rock. <laughs> and went through time. <laughs> and went through time. So I can tell you definitively that this is going to fail and you mm-hmm. guys are going to lose. And because I'm a really bad time traveler, I haven't considered that perhaps that would have dire repercussions for my life. And I would go back through the stones at Cregnadune and wind up in a nuclear wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the butterfly. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Oh, and then the bar fight. That's yes. what happens right now. It's yes. the big bar oh, fight. Yeah, God, God, we're skipping all the good <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. yeah. So they're hanging out in this bar in this town where there are hostile people. Well, she's trying to warn Ned Gowan. Right, yeah. she's trying to warn him. And all, the, there's these really crusty guys over here that are just like looking at her and saying very obviously shit in not sexy Klingon. That basically what happened is, what happened was, was Central <laughs> Casting put out an ad in Scotland that said, we need four non-attractive Scottish men. And, and after all four of them search. showed up. <laughs> <laughs> right? All four of them showed up. Uh, and they just... Go ahead, Julie. Uh, oh, I don't want to break a nail. Keep talking. Uh, so they just... Uh, Start talking some shit about something we don't know what. Well, they they're Whoa. they're making eyes at Claire. Yeah, but Claire, it's Claire's she, just used to it at this point. And Claire also is not really paying attention because she's too busy trying to Cassandra her way out of this conversation <laughs> with Ned. And then we see like Murtaugh and Angus and Rupert at this other table, and they keep kind of looking over at these dudes and like shaking their head and like turning away. And you can see that they are not pleased with the non-sexy Klingon words. But we don't know what they mean. And then all of a sudden, is it one of the crusty dudes gets up and starts coming that way and that's all it takes? Something like that. I have because nobody touches her. Yeah, nobody touches her. But it's very clear that they're talking about her. And then one of them stands up and that's enough. Our boys from Clan McKenzie are ready to bash some heads. So there's the music starts up. (laughs) And then there's a big fucking bar fight. Oh, you know what? You know what? This would be a great place for us to play yakety sax, but Aaron, you don't have to. We've done that so many times that I think we can just ask everyone to imagine that. What, just to play this one? He's already got it. He has it because we use it so much he's ready. So the guy stands up. Angus stands up. Rupert stands up and then chairs. Murta! And then fists. And it's just like this. And then it's over pretty quickly. And then we are in a room with Claire and her guys. And she's like, you guys are babies. Like she's trying to fix them. And she goes, why would you get into that fight or whatever? And Murtaugh was like, you, bitch, you. We can insult you, but God help any other man that does. Yeah. He doesn't want the, he's like, we can insult you because we know you. Basically, he's like, yeah, you're an English whore, but you're our English whore. Yeah, exactly. So she finds out that these guys were talking shit and uh, the McKenzie dudes did not like it. So she's cleaning everybody up. 
And then all of a sudden, that's kind of a little bit of a bonding moment for her, too. She realizes that these people care about her in whatever limited male sense of the word that that means. And they're packing up to leave. And Rupert starts making a joke. He's telling this story about how these two women were fighting over who was who was going to get to fuck him first. Right. It's like Sweaty Nelly and like some what were their names. Like, I don't know. Some oh, God. If you Nelly. caught Sweaty Nelly, you caught more than me. Yeah. Okay. So it's just him <laughs> So bragging. Sweaty Nelly and Sweaty Jelly? I don't know. <laughs> are arguing and he's bragging about like, can you believe it? And then Claire comes in with a sick burn. Like Claire doesn't get that many sick burns. Mm-hmm. She comes in with a sick burn and says, I believe your right hand gets jealous of your left. And it's like cricket, 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 Scottish crickets, cricket, 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 cricket. And then they all start All the laughing. guys start laughing. And then Rupert says the thing that guys forever have always said was, I didn't know that women could be funny. I've never heard the woman tell a joke before. They, they aren't. And <laughs> <laughs> they can't. Uh, guys, I've been a mole this whole time. I'm here to tell you. You're here to tell us. I'm here that. from the MRA. You're from the oh. MRA. And uh, you're not and funny. And the future, where I, we have found out that we aren't funny. I know it's been, we've been, <laughs> I, I've, I, I touched a dick rock. I came back through time just to warn you that you're fighting this fight. It can never be won. Women will never be funny. Women will well, never actually, be funny. Well, actually, women will never be funny. <laughs> well, actually. So they're having a bonny old time out on the road, making friends, making jokes. And then they stop at their final place. Final place to stop. And Claire's like looking at everybody. She's like, I'm going to the river to wash. And I'm like, have you still been covered in piss for weeks? (laughs) There's this real quick shot where you see Ned like talking to Dougal being like, so about this bitch. I think she she keeps trying to tell me that we can't fight the. Uh, sorry, I had to burp. We can't fight the red coats because it's not going to go well. I don't know how she knows this, but she can't stop she talking can't, about it. She just it. will not stop. She, I, th- I think maybe she's a witch. We should burn Or her. from the future. I'm not certain. Anyway, so she goes <laughs> to the river to wash. And uh, Dougal comes up and is all like, will you light my candle? And um, <laughs> they have a tete-a-tete. Where he wants to know if she's a spy. How does she know this shit? She's got a lot of opinions for a woman. Mm-hmm. And they're arguing. And, and it's pretty heated. And they're kind of yelling at each other. And, and then all, all of a sudden, sudden, right over the ridge, what do we see? Will from Downton Abbey. In those coats. <laughs> in coats. those coats. And that's basically the end of the episode. Madam, I ask you again. But this time I brought 15 of my closest <laughs> friends. Are you all right? And then... Cricket, 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 and episode. Yep. And then I say, like, are you here by your own choice? Oh, wow. What a subtle (laughs) thematic question about the series. Are you in 1743 by your own choice? Well, now that you mention it, I did touch a dick rock, and I guess that was my choice. It was my choice to touch that rock. I didn't know the consequences, but you know what? There's one really great consequence who uh, can't carry a tune. <laughs> Just saying. He's a very weak seaman, but looks great in a vest. So that's the end of Rent. <laughs> Sorry, I I just literally pictured the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see the movie because I'm not a masochist. (laughs) Couldn't do it. What is a sadist? We'll get there. (laughs) Later episode. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Uh, so that's Rent, and it has all of the fun of the Broadway musical without any of the commentary about the AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the asthma crisis. Asthma oh, the crisis. asthma crisis. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about it. that's the closest that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amelia, as you've heard the show before, you yes. will know we do these scales at the yes. end. And... We don't plan these in advance, so basically I end up making up some shit, and I, I end up just reusing Ken Burns' baseball. <laughs> that was the best. That um, was the best one for a really slow burn. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will not resort to Ken Burns' baseball. So let's start with costumes, because we had some, we had some mm-hmm. good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do, on the low end of the scale... Let's say um, grumpy old men, <laughs> which is wintry. It's wintry. Keep the change. I don't know if you guys remember that. Burgess Meredith was so good in that movie. Uh, <laughs> and then on the high end, let's say uh, lion in winter. Ooh. That's some good shit I gave you guys there. Mm-hmm. They're basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Julie, where on a costume scale are we? Well, we're definitely on the higher end because of the incredible quality of the woolen wear that Claire sports in this episode. Also those coats. Yeah, not those only those coats. Those coats. <laughs> the, the traveling coat that she wears is something else, and we talked about that last episode, but this time she's got that infinity scarf that I am living for, and she also has that incredible purple wool, like, bib collar, whatever it is that I was really into. And Ned's got that velvet frock coat. And Ned's looking good. Um, I was really impressed with Gilf's kind of kilt game in this episode. I don't know why all of a sudden it stood out to me. I is this the first time we've seen the beret too? He's got his gray beret on. Oh, is it? It might be in season one. The first there was time something we've seen about it. it that made me just want to shoot it right off. His shoot head. in his face. Um, so I got to go higher. I don't think I can go all the way lion and winter. So maybe we'll go another period thing. Takes place in cold. Oh God! Sometimes I just don't have an idea. Beckett. Done. All right. All right. Beckett has the religious drag that's really interesting. And you also get like the king wearing like his normal clothes, not his fancy clothes sometimes. And that's interesting to see. So I'll stay there. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Amelia, on a scale of grumpy old men to the lion in winter, where does this go on a costume scale? For you? I'm 94 fucking years old. <laughs> Be a winter movie? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So what comes to mind for me is Mary Poppins. Mm. Mm. There's some standouts, and the rest is passably of its time. Mm-hmm. And you think of it as having good costumes. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good call. That's, that's, that's a really good call. That's where good. I'm putting it. There's all. I, mean, I think that Mary herself wears a sort of velveteen frock coat. That's mm-hmm. a good connection. Mm-hmm. Um, is, right. That's her flying coat, correct? I believe so. Yes. She wears that little bow tie. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that tie. little weird, like, modified pork pie thing. Yeah. It's pretty and good. Mrs. Banks has some oh, really oow. luxurious jewels. God, I love that movie, and I love that song so much. For women's votes. It's the best. Though we adore men independently, we agree that as a group, they're rather stupid. Cheers. Cheers. Says accurate. Cheers. 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 Um. So I'm gonna go. Let's say like um. 
Oh, I need something, period. That was my feet. Guys, I'm really sorry. I was, I was, Mary Poppins. We brought Mary Poppins, so I was stepping in time. <laughs> I can't help. That's the truth. That's really the truth. Um, I'm going to go with, let's say, like, uh, now you've got fucking partially animated Disney movies in my head. So I'm going to say, plus because I've been thinking about Angela Lansbury, mm. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Ooh, yes. Yes. That's a, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is a good movie. Oh, it what a what a what a childlike adventure! We uh, fell into a little YouTube wormhole about Lady Angela last night, Dame, Dame Angela. Angela. Lin- yep, oh, yeah. and there's this old number from some musical that she sang in a great like Would Cockney you like to accent. Spoon with me, and all these guys are like, "Fuck yeah, I'll spoon with you!" Because <laughs> if you've ever seen Angela Lansbury when she's like in her twenties, it's pretty. She's cheesecake. pretty fucking hot. Yeah, she's cheesecake. Yeah, it's Would great. Would you like to spoon with me? It's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Allison think, and I were singing it all night. Because, like, that kind of sounds like Oliver to me. Like, spoon oh, yeah. with me. Oh, I'm totally. having a hard time imagining that yes. coming from, like, yeah. sexy oh, no. Angela Lansbury. It's true, though. Like, I feel like the reverse of that would be, like, oh, I don't know. So what's a kid's what's a good kid song? It's like Yankee Doodle went to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the inverse. Uh, it's you should look it up. It's great. Fine, maybe I'll put that on Twitter. But mm-hmm. look for it. It's great. We also watched the video if you haven't seen it from a couple weeks ago of Angela Lansbury singing Beauty and the Beast at the 25th anniversary celebration of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, uh, it was Mankin. so good. And she's, and she's however like old she 85 is, eighty-five or something, and she's still. Still got it. She really has still got it. And, she, and at the end, she goes, off to the cupboard with you now. And I just died. And, and then, then Alice cried. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really love it. a little just, misty just hearing you say I know. It's just wonderful. Like, it's just wonderful. Anyway. Okay. So now uh, our next one is the is the bone scale, which we're, 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 we're easing on down the road. Ease on down, ease on down the road. Um, to get to um, uh, bone town. Um, <laughs> We're Bone Town's on, on its way, or we're on our way to Bone Town. Anyway, there's no sex. <laughs> the point being that we do still have some moments of of tension, as it were. Yes. So what can I? What? Where are we? Let's go. Um, you know, Mary Poppins is a great example. Mm-hmm. That'll be the high end of the scale because that movie is rife with unconsummated sexual tension. Yeah, I mean, Bert's hitting that. Oh, at least he's thinking about it. Oh, and I so just, is she. In my mind, I just really would like to see them just doing it, preferably while flying. Well, maybe while flying, or but on definitely the yes, mm-hmm. definitely while he's got chimney sweep shit all over him, and while she's in that white dress. From the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, I just got a really far away look at my It's kind of disgusting. That was it. You know what? I was not expecting at this podcast. <laughs> that would be practically perfect. And I want a spoon full of sugar to make this medicine go down. down. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know what you mean. It's uh, up the chimney, seven time. Up the chimney, seven time. Up the chimney. Up the ch- oh, I didn't know Mary Poppins did that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Mary Poppins using a woman's secret. <laughs> Just one finger. Um, all right, so so we'll say Mary Poppins on the high end. So what's the low end? Uh, Ken Burns baseball. Oh. <laughs> it's always there. It's always all there. Right. So so the the bone scale on a scale of Mary Pop- or Ken Burns baseball to Mary Poppins. Where does this episode oh, fall? God Julie. dang it. Okay, so I've already used. You know what? I know what I'm going to use. Right. Because I talked about moonlighting last week. 
I'm going to take it back to another 80s television classic. And we're going to go straight season one, the season one finale. Nope. The episode before the season one finale of Cheers. It's just before Shelley Long and Ted Danson have their screaming match at each other, which is what breaks it. And then they go make out. So just before that, this the episode the before brain. that. It's because I went and saw that shitty ass stage play, which never should have been made. And all it's about is nostalgia and member berries. Remember, remember Cheers? Remember how good that was? Remember when, remember when women couldn't vote? It's like that. <laughs> Great. All right, mm-hmm. Amelia. I'm going to read it. You've got mail. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. It's pretty good. Uh, Don't cry, shop shop girl. girl. (laughs) Because there's nothing that'll cool down a fire in your loins like, don't cry, shop Shop girl. girl. But it's a similar, like, you know, yelling at each other a lot, sexual tension. And then Mm -hmm. also there's that shot of Dougal Gilf when he's coming through to yell at her, like, where are you from? Are you washing the river? And it's, like, lit very beautifully, and the leaves are there. And then, of course, that whole damn movie is like, don't you love the leaves in New York? Don't you love Tom (laughs) Hanks? Near all the leaves on all the trees in Goddamn New York. National Treasure. So that's that. You know, that's a really solid call. Thank you. We should add that to the redacted list. I could make that's, fun of that movie. I told Rob that I want to do that. Like great, a great. Mm-hmm. All, all right, all, all yours. I mean, I mean, by I, I just want to be involved. Great. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I know, but I enjoy this. The sound you're hearing is Julie pulling apart a six-pack ring in sexual frustration. Yeah, she's, she's saving still all got the ducks that. In I'm the saving universe. the fucking turtles is what I'm <laughs> She's got this faraway look in her eyes, and you can tell that thinking she's about, just thinking like, thinking about the chimney time, sweeps. Step in time, Chimney sweeps. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and I'm going to say, oh, God, I don't know. How the hell am I going to top You've Got Mail and Cheers? Um, what about... Oh, hell, fuck it. A League of Their Own. There you go. I'm yeah. going to go League of Their Own because that they've got a little sexual tension. But, you know, she loves Bob. Mm-hmm. He's Bill Pullman. How could she not? Mm-hmm. Even if he does come back with half a foot. <laughs> At least he didn't have really fat fingers. It's <laughs> my favorite Bill Pullman line of all time. <laughs> she had really fat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um that's great okay so last one how easy is it for you to get up and get a beer i'm gonna assume this one is gonna be pretty easy yeah uh, also we've got we've got like travel travel mm. so let's say um uh a a visit montana commercial <laughs> <laughs> that's the low end to um well fuck it braveheart we'll go full scotland on okay end. um i could get up and get a beer pretty much at any time during this episode except for the scene where she finds jamie outside of the door because that little compact yes. scene right there is yes. very yes. intense yes. i would say that instead of the minnesota travel minnesota i'm gonna go 100 pure michigan <laughs> because <laughs> you know what tim allen's voice It really does, like, serve that product well. I appreciate it, but I also can leave the room while it's happening. I'm not mad about it. All right, all right, Amelia. I'm going to go the Visit Montana train ads. That was where they take over the outside and the inside of a train. Yep. I know. I'm I'm going a little off book here. Um, (laughs) No, that's Because then I can get off and go to work or come back on the train. It's Mm -hmm. still the same Montana, y'all. Yes. It's still Mm -hmm. the same Montana. That's good. That's really good. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I've, I've watched a league of their own six times this week. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with the terrible travel montage yes. in A League of Their Own. First of all, you can get up at almost any point in A League of Their Own. There are so many baseball montages. Fuck it. I'm not even going to say a travel montage. There Just a movie. There are so many baseball montages in A League of Their Own. Um, I'm going to say, but you love that movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Ned Gowan is a total Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. You love Ned yeah. Gowan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you've got, you've got your, you've got your Jimmy Dugan. He's a total Dougal. Jimmy Dougal. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Dougal. Right. Are you crying, lass? Yeah. Are you crying? Yeah. There's no crying in the great collection. Great. So that's where I'm going to go. Uh, all right. So from here on out, in just a couple of minutes less than, we're going to do a quick spoiler section for those of you who have read or seen further into the show, season two, um, uh, for which Amelia will probably like go, uh, I don't know, pee or something. Yep. Um, but awesome first... Role. <laughs> Amelia in a bucket first. Amelia Bazell, former coworker of mine, um, who is amazing. Uh, this is the truth. Ooh, that's the wrong page. Um, is also a member of the artist formerly known as Girl Group Chicago, now called the Bangers. And if you're in Chicago or will be traveling here, they're doing a really cool thing that I have to go to that I think we should bring Brooke to. Oh, God, I think maybe it's when you're gone. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. On October 28th at the Beat Kitchen, where they are doing all of the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, Brooke would really yeah. love that. She's like the wind. <laughs> she is like the wind. She's just <laughs> like my the tree. Wind. Yeah. Um, it's going to be wild. <laughs> uh, you can also follow her completely delightful life on Instagram at Marlo Jr. And that's Jr. all the way spelled out. You'll be able to see baked goods and construction paper crafts and really cute shirts and some incredibly adorable dogs named... Uh, Albright and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nice. Uh, and it's a, it's delightful. It's really delightful. My favorite Instagram post of the year was a post of when she went to England with her parents and they went to a restaurant that had a press for champagne button. And I just, all not, all I want in my life now is an excuse to have a press for champagne button. Mm-hmm. I tried to talk Tom into installing some sort of like buzzer on the wall and making sure we always had a bottle of champagne in the fridge so you could press for champagne and the champagne would come out so if one of us like got a job or something we would just be able to press for champagne and somebody would go get the champagne anyway so you can follow her there we also need to thank our patreon backers uh this time we've got some new ones and because the last time we did this you know we were drunk I don't know if you've noticed that we drink while we do these. Uh, I can't remember who of our new backers we had said before, because what we're going to do every week is list the people who are giving at the $10 or more level, which means that we thank them every week for their continued continued support of the show, um, as well as people who've signed up for the first time. So some of you might be like sneaking in a second one here, um, but we need to thank Amanda Newton, Beth Lott, Kathleen Moniz, and a person who signed up as Jen Lander Drunklin. <laughs> I love, love you, Jen. You. Jen, oh Jen, Jen let drunk in it. Yeah, you're the best. Please call us. Um, those four people are supporting us at the ten dollar level. Thank you so much for making it possible. We have some new equipment and now have a much fancier hosting system. You are already making our lives so much better and improving the quality of the show, and that's really great. Uh, we also want to thank Rose Cardiel, Samantha, no last name, and Kelly Bodden, who all gave for the first time in the last few weeks. Um, so thank you so much. Now. Um, we're gonna 
play some music, probably not Rent because we've gone over 30 seconds, <laughs> but some kind of music. Uh, come back in just a second or two with a spoiler section. Um, and then we'll be back at you next week with uh, episode 1.6. The Garrison Commander. The Garrison Commander. Uh, so thanks for listening and stay tuned if you want to hear shit about stuff that happens in the future. And we're back with shit that some of you already know, hosted by <laughs> Allison and Julie. Um, Amelia, because she hasn't watched, is now hiding in the kitchen, uh, which I think is real cute. Um, so we wanted to talk about Mr. Lieutenant Jeremy Foster. Lieutenant. 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 Yes. Um, what who, does that even mean? It, is that really just lieutenant? It's lieutenant, but with a little F-U in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no U, so that joke doesn't really Still, work. But you know I what? It would Don't make give you a laugh. shit. It was I good. It would make you laugh. It was good. Um, so, of all of the sort of surprises in season two, he was the character that I maybe least expected to see again. First of all, because mm-hmm. he's not in the book. That's right. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, he's the one that gets gets it. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that is like already wounded, and Dougal's already met him. And like, we'll see that character more in the next episode. But is like seems to be a pretty decent human being. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Dougal just fucking, like, stabs him right in the d- dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not in the dick. I just assume everybody gets stabbed in the dick. Yeah, I was going to say, it's happening a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it trend. definitely happens once. <laughs> it's a trend. Uh, so, yeah. So, we get to see him. What's that actor's name? Uh, Lieutenant Jeremy Foster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brittany. Tom Brittany. Good job, buddy. He does a real good job. Uh, he is quite apple-cheeked and very British-looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just there trying to do his job and do it well and with honor. And he does a good job. He has no idea that Blackjack is what he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we see him get murdered, basically. He also seems to have a certain amount of disapproval of the, his new commander, because we find out in the garrison commander that that guy's only been there for a couple of weeks. Right, the Brigadier General yeah. Saucy Pants. Yeah. <laughs> Brigadier General Senior Fop. Yes. Like that guy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in this episode, he basically just sees a woman in distress. And despite the fact that he is seriously outnumbered, tries to do the right thing and then goes out of his way to actually do the right thing. And uh, that means he's basically the British Jamie, but without the pups. Mm-hmm. Um, although, maybe, although we I don't never, know. we he, never see his pups. She's wearing that apron and then he's wearing that coat. Those kids. Those kids. Um, but I, you know, I was really excited and excited is the wrong word um pleased i guess uh to see the show make such a callback to a Mm -hmm. a character that we only see briefly he's um you know his total screen time in this episode is like less than five five. minutes um and he's also not in much of the next one Mm -mm. so a slightly more but not all that much um, and I really love that the show was willing to like trust that people would remember who he was mm-hmm. uh, and also that they like had the sense to make sure they could bring back the same actor and um, instead of just inventing some other random soldier that Dougal might know that they committed mm-hmm. to bringing back this minor character who's also an invention, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's yeah. not in the book at all. He's not in the book at all. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. Um, because she ends up going to Fort William um, well, she doesn't end up at Fort William, but to meet the garrison commander, um, because they think that's the best way for her to get mm. back to her people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still dicey. They're obviously still trying to figure it out, but they figure they'll get more information if they bring her to talk to the British. Right. Um, yeah, so he's an invention, and I love that the show committed to finding a way to bring that character back. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else spoilery that you wanted to talk about? Mm, no, I can't think of anything in this particular episode that, like, gets called back later. I wish him. we saw more of Ned Gowan. I'll I that. always wish there's more of Ned Gowan. That actor is so awesome. Is this, is the next episode the last that we see of him in season one? And he's not in season two at all, right? Yeah. Does I he think only, that's true. Is he only in two episodes? Can you look up? Ned Gowan. Ned, Ned Gowan. G-O-W-A-N, Gowan. I believe. Bill yes. Yeah. Bill um, no, Patterson. Uh, he's in... He's in a lot. Wait, well, you don't have to tell me. Uh, in the order. Rent, Garrison Commander, Wedding, Both Sides, now the record. Oh, right. Oh, so he does come back for a couple more yeah. episodes. Good. Oh, well, of course he's in the wedding. I completely mm-hmm. forgot. Because he's right, got to go to the horror house. house. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, that's coming up. Four more episodes after that. Okay, cool. So, oh, great. Yeah, he's still in the series. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's it for me. Me too. Else? Nope. Cool. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. As always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever you like. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. Bye. Bye.